0: blog talk radio
1: good evening ladies and gentlemen and welcome to recalibrating the scales i'm your host and chief executive resolutionist normie Vasquez scales at your disposal Episode Self Defense Airing on the Side of Caution. Welcome back yet yet again, ladies and gentlemen. We've endured another invigorating interval. And without further ado, I'm going to plunge into the nucleus of this episode. So I've been literally, and I do mean literally inundated by seeds of all sorts, pertaining to disappearances relating to human trafficking as of late. So, given the onset of the holiday season, I've been advised that peak season—that this is peak season for abductions. So, the peak—should I say the peak season for abductions of this sort has commenced. It, it is in effect. So, hence, it is my moral imperative to share pertinent findings relating to such. So, as a woman, a mother, and a confidant, a confidant, it is my profound duty. Um, to, you know, to speak of human trafficking, okay. Um, human trafficking, unfortunately, is swiftly, swiftly becoming an utmost disturbing, and disenchanting pandemic, my dear listeners. It is a magnifying issue, and the uh, the strategies utilized by these perpetrators are becoming more uh, strategic and sophisticated and clever, for lack of a better phrase. So hence, I deem it essential to share, you know, the findings, coupled with, you know, self-defense and things of that nature and other proactive self-defense measures and so forth to deflect these potential predators. Case in point, an ounce of prevention is worth more than a pound of cure. So heads up, my dear listeners, ladies and gentlemen, please keep your wits about yourself and stay awake during this season. There's there's no room for snoozing behind the wheel. So now with that being declared, let's explore some of the findings, okay? I would like to begin by, um, I'd like to highlight what in fact trafficking entails. What is it? What does it entail? Okay, let's start with there. So what is human trafficking for those who may not be privy to such. Trafficking involves recruitment, harboring of transport, transporting people into a situation of exploitation through the use of violence, deception, or coercion, and forced to work against their will. So in other words, trafficking is a process of enslaving people. Yes, this, this is a new newfound modern age form of enslavement. Okay, so people can be trafficked for many reasons and different forms of exploitation, such as forced prostitution, forced labor, forced begging, forced criminality, domestic servitude, forced marriage, and forced organ removal. Okay, so it does consist of a myriad, uh, takes a myriad of forms. Here are the words of uh, Grace from Nigeria. Her name has been changed. And this, is, this source um, is actually derived from antislavery.org, actually. So Grace notes that when I was 15, a woman who initially helped me sent me to England. On the first day in England, a man came, raped me, and beat me. I was terrified. He forced me to have sex with lots of different men he brought to the house. It was horrible. So contrary to a common misconception, people don't necessarily have to be transported across borders for trafficking to take place. That is a fallacy. In fact, it notes that transporting or moving the victim doesn't necessarily define trafficking. So when children are trafficked, no violence or coercion needs to be involved. Simply bringing them into exploitative conditions constitutes trafficking. Let's just clear the air about that. So trafficking for sexual exploitation gets more attention. However, the majority of people are trafficked into labor exploitation. So many people who fall victim of trafficking, wanted to escape poverty, improve their lives, support their families, often they get an offer of a well-paid job abroad or in another region. Often they borrow money from their traffickers in advance to pay for arranging the job, travel and accommodation. And when they arrive, they find that the work they applied for does not exist. But at that juncture, it's too late. So their documents are often taken away and they're forced to work until their debt is paid off. Smuggling or trafficking. People often confuse human trafficking and people smuggling. So people smuggling is the illegal movement of people across international borders for a fee. So on arrival, the smuggled person is free. Human trafficking is in fact quite different. The trafficker is is moving a person for exploitation. There's no need to cross an international border. Human trafficking occurs at a national level or even within one community. How disconcerting is that? So human trafficking in numbers. 51% of identified victims of trafficking are women, 28% uh, children, 21% men. So there's no set demographic, as you can see. 72% of people exploited in the sex industry are women, however. 63% of identified track tra- part of me, traffickers were men and 37% women. Forty-three percent of victims are trafficked domestically within national borders. So there you have it, so we have some clarity on clarity on what human traffic is and what defines it. Here's some ways of reporting trafficking according to sharedhope.org. If you are experiencing an emergency, of course, you you dial 911. You dial 911 to report a tip of a suspected sex abuse. Pimps and traffickers often exhibit the following behaviors or characteristics. So here are some telltale signs. Jealous, jealousy, controlling, violence, significantly older than their female companions. They promise things that seem too good to be true. They encourage victims to engage in illegal activities to achieve their goals and dreams, buy expensive gifts or, or owns expensive items, vague about their profession, pushy, demanding about sex, encouraging inappropriate sexual behavior, makes the victim feel responsible for his or her financial stability, very open about financial matters. Warning signs that an individual is being trafficked. So signs of physical abuse, such as burns, marks, bruises, or cuts, unexplained absences from class, less appropriately dressed than before, sexualized behavior, overly tired in class, withdrawn, depressed, distracted, or checked out. Boasts about making or having lots of money, displays expensive clothes, accessories, or shoes, a new tattoo, ladies and gentlemen. Tattoos are often used by pimps as a way to brand victims. Tattoos of a name, symbol of money, or, or a barcode could indicate trafficking. So older boyfriend or new friends with a different lifestyle. Talks about wild parties or invites other students to attend parties. Show signs of gang affiliation i.e. a preference for specific colors, notebook doodles, or gang symbols, etc. Again, to report a tip or connect with anti-trafficking services in your area, you can contact, actually, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. There's an 800 number, 1-800-843-5678. 1-800-543-5678. The National Human, Human Trafficking Hotline is 888-373-7888. Triple A. That's eight 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 three seven three seven eight eight eight. Twenty
0: four hours a day, seven days a week.
1: Moving on. With that being said, now that we've cited uh, what trafficking consists of, how can we identify it? So let's move on to some proactive measures. Self defense, ladies and gentlemen. Here are ten. Top ten reasons according to Life Hack why um someone uh, you know, ten reasons why, um, pardon me.
0: Actually let me jump ahead.
1: Tidlu, excuse me. Let's move on to ten facts actually about self defense. Self defense training, because that's definitely um what I wanted to to get to the thick of this episode. We know this, these predators are among us. They hover, they're strategic, they're clever. Um, To my understanding, they're even utilizing older women um, as a means of luring their prey. So how do we ward against this? When it comes to self-defense training, so 10 facts about self-defense training. This is student life. Online.org says most people think about women, what most people uh, think about women learning, uh, or most people think about women learning how to protect themselves against an attack. So while this is a very realistic part of training, it's not the whole picture. Functional self-defense training isn't exclusively for women. Let's, Let's get that nullified. So here are 10 facts that you may not have known about this important training. Number one, uh, men need self-defense training. According to the Disaster Center crime statistics, there are over 750,000 people assaulted each year while criminals may choose women to target more often than men. Men are still victims. So self-defense training can teach you how to protect yourself from assault, man or woman. Don't assume that because you are a man or male, you're automatically able to thwart off an attack. Number two, you don't have to be in shape. Self-defense training is appropriate for people of both genders, of all ages and in varying types of physical condition. This type of training teaches you how to use your body's natural strengths and your defense because training is done in a step-by-step style. You don't need to be an athlete or even in shape to train. All ages are welcome. Self-defense training is as important for children as it is for the elderly and for everyone in between. Anyone can become a victim. I do quote, anyone can become a victim. A criminal won't ask for your ID card before robbing you of your property. So people with special needs can train as well. It doesn't matter if you utilize a wheelchair, a cane, or other types of mobility assistance. A great self-defense instructor can help you work with the tools you have and the mobility that you possess. So don't let special needs impede you from taking self-defense courses. You do not need supplies. Other than comfort comfortable clothing and a pair of sneakers, self-defense training doesn't require you to possess any supplies. So during self-defense training, you will be instructed how to use your body as a tool, your limbs, hands and feet are all you need to effectively protect yourself. It's not traumatic. People who've been attacked often fear taking a self-defense class worrying that they will be traumatized. The difference between an attack and a simulated attack is that you are familiar with and granting permission to your instructor. Self-defense training will empower you, not traumatize you. It works well with practice. If you take a self-defense class and never practice your new skills, they will be virtually useless. On the other hand, if you practice your drills even by yourself, they'll quickly become habit. Instead of having to rack your brain, trying to remember what you learned, your body will automatically respond. You don't have to fight. Self-defense training doesn't teach you how to brawl in the street. Again, that's another misconception. So what it does teach you is to fight off your attacker in a way that gives you room to escape. Self-defense training is in a sparring class. The purpose of training is to enable you to escape an attack as unscathed As virtually possible. So weapons aren't enough. While you may carry a mace, a taser, or even a gun, you won't always have time to use your weapon to protect yourself. In fact, if you're attacked from behind or even from the side, you may not have the necessary room to use your weapon. So it also means that you have the right to be independent. Many experts will tell you not to walk alone and not to exercise outdoors after dark. The truth is this. You have the right to walk, job, hike, bike, run, or window shop at any given juncture of the day or night that you wish. So you also have the right to do these things without having to find a buddy to tag along. Self-defense training will give you the necessary skills to protect yourself should someone decide that you look like a victim. No matter if you're 13 or 85, a man or a woman, athletic or sedentary, you will benefit from self-defense training. Even if you've ever considered taking a self-defense course, there's no reason to wait a second longer. Not only will you learn how to defend yourself, but you will gain self-confidence with your very first lesson.
0: Okay? So those are a few facts versus fallacies. Um, Here are, pardon me,
1: here's some benefits. Okay, Uh, I'd like to touch upon the CRAB MAGA self-defense form, actually. Um, What is it? What is CRAB MAGA for self-defense? This is actually something that my son called to my attention that we're actually We've committed uh, to engaging in this self-defense form. So, Krav Maga for self-defense is the most effective real-world system taught today. It's originally developed for protection in the Bratislava ghetto. It was later refined and embraced by Israeli defense forces, and today it's the preferred system for law enforcement agencies and U.S. military units. So, Krav—I'm sorry, Krav Maga. Correct? Pardon me. Krav Maga, worldwide, teaches street self-defense using punches, knees, elbows, and kicks, defenses against various strikes, weapons, and chokes, realistic training drills. So the basics. Defined by brutal offensive techniques and and quick counterattacks, Krav Maga is the ideal self-defense fighting style for unexpected and dangerous situations. There's a focus on results without rules of fair fighting. Uh, A focus on, uh, on, sorry, pardon me, a focus on results without rules of fair fighting means Krav Maga is not a martial art, but a revolutionary self-defense course. So no kata's, no rituals based on simple principles and instinctive movements are Krav Maga self-defense classes or self-defense classes. They're intended to teach methods exceptionally effective for personal protection in the shortest possible time. Okay, it's battle-tested, tested tested in the streets and proven on the battlefield. Krav Maga's practical approach to self-defense will assist you to be safer with the tools and training of the world's most effective warriors. So there you have it. There's more to learn at Krav Maga, that's K-R-A-V-Victor and MichaelAGA.com.
0: Something else I'd like to integrate um, are, let's see, I wanted to explore some additional um, benefits to
1: self-defense, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Here are 10 facts Pardon me. Um, no, I'm sorry. Me. I'm sorry. We've already touched upon that. Please pardon me. I mean, I'm going around in circles. But, you know, the moral of, of what I've been doing here in this episode um, I basically had a rose out of my sleep one day this past week. I don't know if it was basically. Uh, and you know something that was um, on a spiritual level, but I rose to discover a video in the inbox in my Facebook Messenger. Okay, now I receive a lot of gunk, and I've basically strongly encouraged um, some of my Facebook friends and acquaintances to please, you know, to, to um, of, you know, to please to, to please pardon utilizing Facebook Messenger, you know, for those purposes. But this particular time, um, I'm actually grateful that I had taken it upon myself, you know, there's this voice that um, spurred me to go ahead and explore this video. And in the video, I was very disconcerted by the findings. I could actually post a link to it. It's a Facebook medium, especially on my Facebook timeline If you so desire, you just um, Google my name. Um, My Facebook uh, is under my name, my full name, Normia vasquez Scales, and uh, you'll find it there. Um, But there was a gentleman that alluded to, and he's not, this is not the first case, which is where where the discomfort for me had come into play. It's not the first case. This is not the first headline as of late. I, I mean, I have been bombarded. With feeds and headlines about trafficking and disappearances, so this was just merely one. And um, he did cite Walmart as being a medium. Um, this is open season, ladies and gentlemen. Unfortunately, being the holiday, rationale behind for traffickers because everyone's consumed with, consumed with shopping and very unfocused. So what more opportune time, you know, to prey on victims? Primarily women, but not exclusively. Um, um, older women is a new, or uh, that's a new tactic uh, that they're utilizing to lure. As I mentioned, I've already cited this lure their prey. Um, the gentleman did mention um, standing outside of a, a, a big box store, Walmart, for example. Um, any particular store? Wherever there are droves of people and tons of distractions, lots of commotion, this is where they gravitate. Um, the vehicles that they use are primarily vans, larger vehicles, trucks, but utilizing older women and possibly children, maybe even their own children. Um, hi, here here's a sample, for example, this perfume sample. Okay, but the sample is not a, a it's not an actual fragrance. It's actually um, a knockout (laughs) chemical that they use as a means of incapacitating their victims. So again, you know, be on the lookout, ladies and gentlemen. Please. Try your best to remain focused. I know we're caught up in the glee and the glamour and the glitz and the stardust of the holidays. But please be wise and use practical measures. Stay awake, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to applaud my behind-the-scenes team, Bradley, for your unwavering support amid the years. Coupled with all of you listeners spanning and speckling the globe, always remember that this very platform, this radio movement, does rest upon your very shoulders, so I humbly, humbly implore your continued listenership. Until the next episode, this is Normia Vasquez-Scales, signing off, ladies and
0: gentlemen.